Volatility, uncertainty, complexity. This is the work environment that is our reality. What will leaders need to know to be successful in the future? Who will they need to be to build team member commitment? How will they need to show up to create a motivating environment for their people? Welcome to the Sal Sylvester on the Future of Leadership podcast, a dialogue about how leaders will need to adapt to be successful in a rapidly changing world. And now, please join your host and executive producer, Sal Sylvester, to engage in the conversation about the future of leadership and how to transform people into confident leaders. Hello and welcome to season four of Sal Sylvester on the Future of Leadership. I am Sal Sylvester, your host and founder and CEO of 512 Solutions, an executive coaching and leadership development firm based in Boulder, Colorado, helping organizations create healthy, aligned, and more human workplaces. I'm also the founder and CEO of Coachmetrics, a cloud-based tool we developed to measure behavioral change in coaching and leadership development. Thanks for joining me today to talk about the future of leadership. As you probably know, season four is about the future of work. As we think about the post-pandemic era, hybrid work environments, and what our future is going to look like, leaders need to think differently about how they engage people, how they engage their workforce. So this season, I'm interviewing human resources executives to get a sense of what's on their mind. What are they seeing? What are they thinking? And how they're guiding their people and their organizations through this next transition. Today's guest is Mary Hassett. Mary is the Chief Human Resources Officer at LAM Research, a global semiconductor company with over 12,000 employees. Prior to her time at LAM, she was a Senior Vice President Human Resources at HPE and has 20 years of experience at Hewlett Packard, including a global human resources role. Mary talks with us today about her perspective on the future of work and the way in which employees were treated during the pandemic matters. Let's find out why in our interview with Mary Hassett now. Mary, I'm, I'm really curious, as society has changed over the last 15 months dealing with COVID, in what ways have you noticed employees' attitudes and expectations about work changing? Mm-hmm. Great question, Sal. I mean, the obvious thing for me is that employees have been working very successfully remotely, many employees at least, for the last 15, 16 months now. And as many companies talk about returning employees to the workforce, especially here in the U.S., over the next several months, employees are expecting more flexibility. Very, very few of them want to come back to the office five days a week. And I personally have been doing roundtable sessions with employees around the world, listening sessions with employees around the world for the last six months now, hearing what's on their minds. This is coming up all the time. How is LAM going to respond um, when employees are asked to go back to the office? And I hope there will be flexibility is kind of the message. And, And yes, we in LAM have spent many, many months thinking through this, and we are getting ready actually to roll out our new policy in the next few weeks, where we will have much more flexibility than what we've previously had. 
And we recognize that this is a must right now. Um, every company out there is talking about hybrid work models. And we'll be talking about a hybrid work model as well. But I think that's the single biggest thing, flexibility, mm-hmm. um, in how and where they get their work done. I think that's probably the, the primary one I'm hearing. The second one for me is that I think employees' expectations have changed a lot in terms of who they work for. And in many cases, the last 12, 15 months has really been a test of employers. How has the employer stood up and helped you in the last 12 to 15 minutes, 12 to 15 months? And I think what you'll find is that the employers who really cared about their employees And thankfully, LAM is one of those. We really, Mm. really try to help employees during this pandemic. And I think out of that, you'll get great loyalty as we pull out of this pandemic. So we've done so many things at LAM from really thinking through childcare options to options around mental health to options around Actually, at one point, we gave a bonus to all employees, knowing that they had incremental expenses associated with COVID. And some who didn't need it, we said, you know what, you can use it to give it to a small business. You can use it to give it to whoever you want, someone you want to help in the middle of this. But we've done a lot. We've done wellness days for employees. So taken several days off throughout the last 12 months where the entire company shuts down and employees can focus on their wellness. We've put in meeting protocols, things around what we realized is that as employees, as the months went on and employees were working from home for a long period of time, longer than anyone anticipated, exhaustion was was building Mm. up. So we built in new protocols around meetings. So 60-minute meetings became 50-minute meetings, 30-minute meetings became 25-minute meetings and so forth. So things like that, uh, I feel like uh, every company's done something. I think what you did in the last 15 months really matters to employees. And what we've seen at LAM, and we've just done an, another full engagement survey, is that our engagement is super high right now. And I think a lot of it is because of how we treated our employees in the middle of COVID. And I think that matters to employees at this point. We're seeing the marketplace open up now. We're seeing in many surveys that employees are looking to change, looking to do different things. And I think employees will, they have different expectations of companies now. They expect you to help them more than they ever did before. In my mind, they're no longer just an employee. They're a person and I bring my full self to work and I expect you to acknowledge everything I'm bringing to work, whether that's issues I have with childcare, whether it's issues I have with whatever it might be. In the past, those issues were kind of private and something for the employee to figure out. I feel like over the past 12, 15 months and ongoing, employees now expect their employers to step up and help them with those things. And that's one big change I've seen. It's no longer okay to say that's kind of your problem to deal with. And I feel like we have stepped into that at LAM and really done everything possible to help employees in the middle of COVID. And that will continue. That's not something you can now say, okay, we're almost out of COVID. Too bad. It's not going to work that way. So I think the expectations have really changed on employers. And I think that will differentiate the great employers from the not so great employers. And I feel really good about what we've done at LAM in helping employees during this time. It's really powerful to hear everything that LAM has done in the last 15 months. And you're right. This has been such a 
critical event in everyone's lives. We, we will remember this as a historical event. Yeah. And to be able to look back and say, what did my employer do for me? That's going to generate a lot of loyalty because part of what we're hearing now as we're talking to our clients, Mary, is people are starting to turn over. They're starting to see new job opportunities and the way that they've been treated in the last 15 months will, will probably be a pretty big predictor of whether they stick around or not. I agree completely. I think it's built a lot of loyalty. And thankfully at LAM, we're still seeing low attrition. So I think a lot of that That's is terrific. done. Yeah. As you respond to some of these changes in expectations and uh, flexibility, what are some things that the enterprise is doing in response to this? And you're a global enterprise, so you have many different societies and cultures and, mm-hmm. and areas within the country that are still very deeply ingrained in the crisis of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we emerge from COVID and this post-pandemic era, how does how is the enterprise responding? Well, I think the flexibility piece is really key. And as I mentioned, we'll be rolling out a new flex work policy very shortly. Yeah. That's going to be really, really important. We're going to be categorizing employees into kind of different categories. There's one group, of course, that needs to be in the office or in the work environment kind of five days a week, more so manufacturing employees. Then we have another group that need to be in maybe three to four days a week. And then, you know, a fairly large group that really, you know, it's probably okay to come in two, three days a week. So we're working through that right now. We'll be rolling that out over the coming weeks and months. But um, we, you know, we really had to think about what we wanted to do as a company and how much flexibility we wanted to give. Because at LAM, the culture is so strong. A big part of that culture is collaboration. And we recognize the importance of in-person collaboration as well. So we're trying to find the balance between the two. So I think that's an important one. The other one that we're really spending a lot of time on right now is inclusion. And as a company, we focused heavily on inclusion and diversity over the last couple of years in particular. But I think inclusion becomes even more important when you now have more and more people remote and you have, even if you think about team meetings, some people remote, some people in the office, how do you make sure that everyone has a voice? How do you make sure that everyone feels included and that if you're working from home most of the time that you know, from a career standpoint, because you're not seen in the office, that that's not impacting you. And I think there are natural worries that employees have. And we are working through those at LAM, really making sure that our leaders are equipped with the right skills, truly to be an inclusive leader and to be thinking about all of these things. So we don't have all the answers yet. It's a learning journey, but inclusive leadership in my mind is going to be really key and equipping our leaders with the right skills to create that kind of environment is going to be more important than ever. I was just going to add empathy is another one for Mm. me in terms Mm -hmm. of um, when I think about what we're doing as a company, our leaders have to have empathy more than they've ever needed to have empathy. And there was a great test of that in the last 12 to 15 months, but more and more employees want their leader to understand what they're dealing with and to work with them on that. And the loyalty that you get from an employee who's dealing with whatever challenges they might have, whatever constraints they might have, as a leader, as a manager, giving them that flexibility to get their job done and measuring them on results, not on time in office, not on what hours you work, I think will be super important. So that empathy is going to be really, really key in building that muscle in the company and our leadership will be key. Yeah. So flex work policy, inclusion as a major empathy, as a major emphasis, and then empathy. 
Quick question for you, Mary. As you think about sort of categorizing the organization, I've been really interested and curious about how do leaders remain fair or consistent when people have these differences of when and where they need to be working from? How does that change or how does that shape in the future? And you may not have the answer to that. We think about it's a great question, actually, because we have been thinking about it a lot, especially as we categorize employees. What we're trying to do is look at the content of the role. Mm -hmm. This type of role can be done two days a week in the office, three days a week from home. So we think of it more in terms of the work as opposed to allowing every individual manager to make a decision because then it'll be all over Uh, the place, right? right? So the starting point is by job, we will set the parameters in terms of whether you need to be in five days a week, whether you only need to be in a couple of days a week or what that looks like. And then we will deal with exceptions, you know, beyond that. But we're trying to do it that way. I think that's the fairest way to do it, as opposed to having it be up to every individual manager to do it. Right. Yeah. Then there may be much less consistency across the organization. And we're looking as well across business units. So the same type Mm -hmm. of job in one business unit and the same type in another business unit. We don't want two different answers for that. Right. So with that cross-company calibration, all of that will be happening to ensure the fairness and consistency in how we roll this out. Mm-hmm. So we're in this hybrid environment. What recommendations do you have for teams? So like we've gone from the enterprise, but down at the team level, how should teams adapt to what's coming in the future? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. There's a lot here. I mean, I think agility is going to be really key. The ability for a team to adapt to whatever comes, right? We've seen that in the last 12, 15 months. I think resilience for teams will be really key. Mm -hmm. The inclusion piece is going to be super important for teams, right? Recognizing you have many members on the team with various different backgrounds, experiences, things going on. So really thinking through how you can get the best out of every team member. And that looks different for every team member, depending on what they've got going on. So Tolerance is going to be important. I think patience is going to be important. Mm -hmm. Inclusion is going to be super important for teams because they'll be dispersed teams. And really making sure everybody has a voice and everybody, regardless of whether you're remote or in person or wherever you are, what part of the world you're in, that you feel part of that team and that you feel like your voice is heard. So, yeah, all of those will be important. They're probably the key things, I would say. Mary, thank you so much. I can't wait to see how this evolves for LAM Research. It's been incredible to hear your journey and everything that that you and the organization have been through. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, Sal. Very much enjoy talking with you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Sal Sylvester on the Future of Leadership podcast. You can get session notes on our website at 512solutions.com. That's the numbers 512solutions.com. Please follow and like the podcast on iTunes or wherever you're tuning in. And if you want to learn more about how we can help transform your people into confident and action-oriented leaders, please check out our website at 512solutions.com. I look forward to continuing the conversation about the future of leadership. I'm out. I'm out.